Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passion and Purpose. And I am just so thrilled this week to be with my buddy, Sean Jones. We're getting time yes. together every day. <laughs> and, uh, we're just talking about stuff that matters to God and matters to uh, us, but more than anything, that helps people. And yeah. we, we ended the last podcast, we talked about your own family and mm-hmm. your journey there, and, which was yeah. hilarious. I sure hope you heard it. It was hilarious, but also very powerful of God's mm-hmm. grace and believing God above our circumstances or even mm-hmm. our skin color, or our background or whatever, that God is still central and wins the day. Yeah, And that's what I love about the church, right? And the church, we are by the blood of Jesus made one man. We're made one people for one glory, for one purpose. I'm about to get going here. The church is God's plan A to rescue a world that's gone astray. So it's not just about me or you as individuals, though we are intimately apart. We're living stones, right? Mm -hmm. We take our responsibility, but there's this weird people on the earth called the church that holds the world together from my perspective. So I know that that's been your heartbeat. And in some ways, that's the way we got connected. It was around our love for the church. Yeah. And um, so tell me a little bit about your history of finding out the church is God's plan A and how you see that working out and just go for it. Yeah. Well, I found out that God, God really puts us together to, to fulfill his purposes. Um, but growing up, I kept thinking as well as like a teenager and a college student that all I need is Jesus. And there's this thing of all I need is Jesus. All I need is Jesus until I started realizing that he called us to be a body and that he's the head and we are his body. That means I need to be attached to the body Mm. and then there's a greater purpose that he has for his body Mm. and that he's going somewhere and he wants to take us on a journey linked together. Right. So stepping out and starting to do youth ministry as well as uh, doing life with other people, there was so much more healing when Mm -hmm. I started doing life alongside of people and leading in youth ministry alongside of people. Uh, doing life alongside of people, there was a healing aspect that started taking place where I was opening up to the gifts of the Spirit and realizing that the the gifts that God gives me, man, it's 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 good and it's right that I then use that on people and I was able then to receive. So this giving and receiving where people are having just a high impact in my life, just mm. Things that happened through my childhood, mm-hmm. childhood traumas. God was healing me through the power of the Holy Spirit, through his body, through other people, as well as leading people in youth ministry. Wow. I couldn't do it all on my own, but right. other people like-hearted, like-minded, we were then having a high impact in, so, in so, guiding youth. So let me, let me bust in here with some theological thoughts. Okay, mm-hmm. so Paul on the road to Damascus probably the most powerful writer in the New Testament, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of the prominent figure besides Jesus in the New Testament. But his first encounter with Jesus in Acts 9, 
he gets uh, literally blinded by God. Jesus himself speaks. It's in red letters in my Bible, in the book of Acts. And he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And what Paul was doing was he was trying to destroy the church. Right. And so God speaks to this leader, hey, I'm going to gift you, I'm going to empower you, I'm going to equip you, but I want you to know that you're that you're attached to me when you're attached to the body. Right. So all those one another's and all those gifts, I mean, they don't work unless we're attached to each other. Right. So surely you've had some bad experiences and <laughs> being attached to the body or, you know, kind of bad church experience. Right. But why do you keep believing in the church? Why do you keep circling back around? You said all the positives, right? It was a place of healing. It was a place mm-hmm. of restoration, place of partnership. But man, in all your observations of kind of the disappointments and challenges, why do you keep coming back and believing in the body? Yeah. Well, because I, you know, growing up and looking at different government programs that were, you know, extended to my family to help better and improve our situation, as well as doing ministry in Section 8 housing in Austin and in poor neighborhoods and, and reaching the needy. There are a lot of government programs. There are things, you know, I don't know which way people would want to go and look at things. Well, but there, there's good and bad mm-hmm. that, that, that's out there. But I kept going back to looking at how God transforms hearts. Mm. And when God transforms a person's heart and opening up their eyes when they give their lives to the Lord, that's when we started seeing people leave Section 8 housing. Wow. A government program did not get people to move forward and seeing their lives change to the point where they were leaving these situations and circumstances that they were in. And our whole goal was, hey, we're going to go for it and see you build a relationship with the people around you. But our whole goal is to get you out, Mm. that you have a better environment and greater opportunity. Mm. And that's it. And so going to school for different things and, and going in different classes, I was always taught, hey, we're here to work ourselves out of a job. Mm. But what I was learning, and if I was putting those things into practice, I wasn't working myself out of a job. I was seeing people just getting hooked onto what we were trying to give resources or different things. But Jesus comes in to transform individuals and transform hearts and opens up their eyes where they are seeing way beyond what we could have ever given the, give them. And... There you go. They just would take off in, in life. And I, I, I'm making this really simplistic, but uh, man, just the, the church is it because they're carrying uh, God's light. When he's saying, yeah, let your light shine. I mean, people are looking, wanting to know more, getting connected to God. And when Jesus steps in, everything changes. Mm. So watching people get healed up, watching people go, wow, uh, there's more to my life than what it can be handed or given to me. I, I need to go and, and take hold and be responsible for my life. And then God says yes and takes them the rest of the way. And there's countless stories of families that we've seen uh, that have just been so transformed and living where they're living in poverty. And you would think that, oh, here's all these things that can get them out of poverty. But when the church comes in and they have a relationship with the church and a relationship with Jesus, Mm. 
it transformed them and then they're then they're moving because poverty a mentality versus uh yeah just a real deal of now no longer having a mentality or a poverty spirit but having the holy spirit mm. and with greater understanding of what god has for a, a life and for a family well uh, you know that's so interesting because you know so many times i don't know which direction these questions are going to go yeah but you're talking about um growing up poor yourself right you're you you guys have always had a heart for the poor. You engage literally. You take students in to mentor and to care for other students to be mm-hmm. the church. And you've seen transformation with your own eyes. So it's a, it's yeah. interesting that you know your application of the strength of the church is to the poor. But it's also you know so many times our life story uh, mirrors our life passion. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, so tell me a little bit more. You said, so countless stories, just give me an idea. What do you do as a church leader, youth, how do you help youth get mm-hmm. connected to the body and then be the body to the poor? Uh, cause you, I know you guys, that's been a passion for yours. Just give me yeah. an idea of how that happens. So in linking, getting youth to link and to be a part of the body, that's, you know, our weekly services and getting youth to, uh, go to life group where they're not thinking about just their needs, but the needs of others and learning how to be friends, how to build relationship. I always say the best instruction that we had uh, in public school came out of kindergarten and we were always (laughs) graded on playing well with others. I wish (laughs) that would still be a thing all the way until we go to be with Jesus. (laughs) You know, that someone is every six weeks, are we playing well with others? Um, Are we putting away our toys? Are we looking out for the needs of others? Are we we being good friends? Are we with a friend in class? Who's your buddy? And all of these things, because we've we've lost that, Mm. you know, Um, just what does it mean to be a good friend? Mm. And where we're not looking out for our needs, but we would believe that God's going to cover us as we water someone that we ourselves would be watered. Mm. And so getting a youth to link in and be a part of community and understanding what's kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. And when we, we latch onto that, then we say we build community and walk in kingdom culture to give that community away. To give away. that community away, okay. So we build community to give community. And so when we start capturing community in that way, there are so many people that are out there that are wanting real relationships and wanting real community. And so we pack up that show and we take it on the road. And we then engage people in just befriending them, playing games, getting to know people, uh, understanding and hearing their hearts, asking questions, finding out who they are, and then inviting them into community. So taking it on a road, it's very specific. Yes. So you guys have been working with a particular group of kids yeah. or, or a program mm-hmm. that allows the church to be the church. Tell us about that. Yeah. 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 Mission Possible of Austin, uh, in the greater Austin area, being able to, to link up with kids uh, just um pre-middle school age all the way down to uh, six-year-olds, being able to do retreats for them, having a week-long summer camp. And these are kids whose families are far from Christ. Mm -hmm. And uh, so talking about Jesus, talking about worship, talking about speaking with and having a relationship with God, 
here, 2020, it is like a foreign concept for some. Like, there's a God? What are you talking about? So Mm -hmm. we're literally stepping in where it feels like at times an unreached people group. And, but just going to where they are, building relationships and loving on them, there's something that's different about our youth when they're playing with, talking to, encouraging, and loving on these kids. These kids are looking at them and they're waiting for some discipline, for, uh, for, you know, a harsh word to come their way when they start acting up or acting out. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for someone to grab them, but they're not being grabbed. They're not being hit. They're not being abused. They're just being loved. Mm. And at times they start actually lashing out at youth. And every time these youth turn and they love them in return mm. and it just breaks them down. We've seen so many kids just begin to weep and share uh, how it's, this is just different and how much they love them. So spending time and doing camps with these kids, it's always a heartbreaking thing when a camp is finished at the end of a a week and watching these little kids cling to our youth because all they wanna do is go home with them. They love them so much and these little kids uh, just got to experience the love of the kingdom, Mm. the love of Jesus, and it just transformed them. So we've been doing this for a number of years and have seen kids from hard situations come to know Christ, not only come to know Christ, their families come to know Christ. And where they believed that um, all they were going to do was, uh, and only hope was to work um, a run of the mill job, something that they didn't really like and they were gonna live in poverty, that uh, because of the love of God and having conversations with youth, they're realizing, oh, there's so much more. And we have seen for, for years now just a high impact where we're seeing now kids that I knew when they were really little going to camp that have graduated from college when they thought, oh, this is, this is my reality and this mm. is it. But all they needed was Jesus, a belief that, man, they can get an education and an opportunity. And so we just tell them, here are the opportunities that you have. Here's who Jesus is because with him, all things are possible. And hey, let's walk together and see. So so again, church being the church, right? So right. that's the deal. I love how you said we're learning to be the church in our youth group, then we're taking it on the road, right? right. So that's, that's what we're trying to do every <laughs> week, right? right? Everybody get Jesus, get in community, and then reproduce that uh, yeah. wherever you go. So... So here we are, um, again, the goal this week is uh, just to help people in the middle of COVID, in the middle mm. of craziness going on in our nation, in the middle of uh, election about to come up, you know, all the different things that people are anxious right. about. So is the, does the church still work? I mean, of course, I'm asking a rhetorical <laughs> question, but when you believe in the church, you have these yeah. experience of these transformed lives mm-hmm. but what are you what are you telling youth these days about being the church what is the what's the message right now to yeah. pull people into community instead of people pull apart right that you know it's so true that we are better together you know mm. and that we've got to pull together but when you look at all the craziness when i'm reading scripture mm. if we would just do what's in scripture it right. would break things down yes yeah you know, i was with on sunday morning i was with a group of high school guys going through a discipleship time and we're reading uh first peter chapter two and when we're just reading it and saying hey so so what do you hear we're supposed to do 
as the church when you read this chapter when they're touching on respect everyone whoo well in this season if the church was respecting everyone mm. it says honor the emperor mm. i mean there were some heads that were like dipping down like wow mm. because they realized they're saying written peter saying honor the emperor who is not a good dude not a good dude right persecuting the church right mm-hmm. and one student said well you know they they had it far worse than what we have now. Mm. It's not like our government officials or our president is mm-hmm. persecuting us, killing us off. And we should be honoring and praying for and encouraging. And that people, if they have a different opinion, it's totally fine they can have a different opinion and we need to love them. So we started going down that road and talking about just those different things, but it's also understanding the cause of Christ trumps everything else Mm -hmm. where we're looking at the season where people are burning things down and they're so upset and Mm -hmm. uh, just uh, lashing out and pushing against different things and coming up with different causes to champion not understanding where that's all going but i know what jesus is wanting what jesus wants is that all men would come to know him and love him and have a relationship and that he has a hope and a purpose for every person that we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus for good work and that he's prepared for us beforehand so he has a plan and a desire for that would benefit all and man to give us a hope in the future and so that's far more important I think and then when we see people uh, coming to know Christ and it, it Every bit of anger, every bit of, um, we call it stinking thinking that's going on in their lives, just changes because God just opens up so much more. It's like the people that have been so hostile towards each other at times when we come in and we're sharing the love of Christ and showing them, and this is who God is, and this is who you were created to be, and loving people unconditionally. Man, it just, the, the transformation is big. Wow. So First Peter 2, again, for those who may not be familiar with that passage, that's where it talks about us being living stones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a royal nation, a priesthood, a people for God's own possession, all that beautiful yeah. imagery of the church. And how old were these guys that you were meeting with on Sunday morning? Uh, high school guys. Yeah. High school guys. So high school guys are getting it, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> by, by literally looking at the Word of God. Looking at the Word of God. Sharing going, hearts together. Yeah. Learning from each other. Yeah. I mean, so so being it, you know, so practically saying, okay, where it's, let's, let's personalize this and just saying, so teenagers, um, to honor God, honor your parents' authority. Right. You know, what does that look like to honor your parents' authority? Mm. What does it look like to come under? And whether you have good authority or bad authority, how are you loving your teachers unconditionally? I mean, because we're just supposed to be light. And people don't love unconditionally. Right. They just don't. Sure. And so, uh, you know, it's like you've got to earn my respect is what the world says. You've got to earn my love. And God is saying, no, you need to love people, love all people, mm. respect all people, care for everyone. And I feel like that is what it means to shine your light. Uh, that's what it means to, in, in these dark places, being other, mm. being different than the world, then let's people then touch heaven. Mm. I mean, wow. we 
wherever we go, we're a part of the kingdom. So the king's domain is in us. Mm. And so let's let the kingdom be spread throughout. And so when I just hear Jesus's words of make your, let your kingdom come and your will be done and let it be that in my heart. And then as I go, let people experience the kingdom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're, so we're talking about a church that is different from yes. the world, different from its system, right. different from its ways, even the motor that runs it, right? You have right. to earn something versus we, we are something, right? Right. So I, I've been waiting to tell this little story, and I, and I hope it's relevant, but out of Genesis 11, when they're going, they're trying to build the Tower of Babel, and all these people are getting together. If you're familiar with the story, God, it, uh, God resists them because they're in their human effort trying to build their way to heaven. Right. And he scatters the languages, scatters the people, scatters yeah. the nations, the cultures. But there's this little phrase in there. It's just stunning. And I don't remember exactly which verse it is. But it says, the people got together and built with bricks instead of stones. Mm. Now, let's just pause for a minute. Bricks are man-made. Stones are God-made. The way they built buildings that wouldn't move is they took the stones, they cut them out, they put them together, and those stones could not be moved. Right. When man wanted to go quicker or wanted to figure it out on their own, they built bricks. And so when we decide to do it our way instead of mm -hmm. God's way, when mm -hmm. we decide to live outside of the church instead of inside the church, being the people of God instead of not being the people of God, for whatever reason, we're building with bricks. Right. And it's temporary, yeah. right? That's uh, right. The, it, bricks are temporary, man. I've been in a lot of places of, where people had storms and tragedies, and brick homes fall apart. But the stone deals, I've been all over the world where literally for 2,000 years, stone structures remain, right? Because they're God-made instead of man-made. Jesus That's said, so I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then he calls us living stones to build that church that the gates of hell can't prevail <laughs> against. Woo, we're about yes. to preach. All right. So maybe that's why we're committed to the church, right? Yeah. We're committed to stuff that is eternal and that'll last right. and live. Um, so maybe as we just kind of uh, wrap up today on the church. So when you when you kind of uh, look down the road and you're trying to encourage kids and or parents mm -hmm. to stay in the church, if they say, "Oh, I've had it. I'm leaving." I'm done. I did that. I'm disappointed. You know, the yeah. church did me wrong. Da, da, da. You've had hundreds of those conversations. What do you tell them? Why, why do you tell them to stay with it, to, to stay connected, to still be the church, regardless right. of what people have done? What do, you, what do you tell people? Yeah, because I believe that God puts us together because we were called to be together. Mm. There's a tugging on a heart. And so I meet so many people that, would say the Lord led me here mm. and led me to be a part. But then I get confused when something doesn't go right or go their way, they're ready to bounce. And it's like, well, wait a minute. If God led you here, is he leading you out? Right. Because, you know, God puts us together in natural families. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, when people say, hey, I want a piece out of a natural family, yeah, that's destructive. Destruction for a lifetime. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he puts us together. And I feel like we're learning how to do things in our natural family as well as in the godly family that God's put us together. And so I say we need to have more conversations. If you're struggling, if things are going on, I'm telling people, hey, don't just kind of 
disappear. God called you here and called us to be together. And there may be some things, you know, that you disagree with or something that wasn't working your way, but that's the beauty of being family, mm. that the more that we work together, it may not be 100% the thing that you want done, but it will definitely be different than what the other person was wanting to have happen mm -hmm. because we're a family of going together and we're not looking out for each other's interests. We're saying, hey, we're working together and ultimately we're looking out for what God is wanting us right. to do there together. And so go. it's not just an opinion of a direction we should go or, you know, what color bulletin we should be printing out or, <laughs> right. you know, and uh, getting you aren't nice to me today. Right. right. Or going off on just different theology and all this. It's there's a mission that God's put us together for. And I believe that God's put us together that we're going to transform Waco this state, this country, and the world, that God has this in mind for this people. So we look to him and not just one person's need. And so I would say to people constantly, if you're not liking something, it's not to just walk away. God's put us together. Let's don't walk away from family. Amen. Let's work together. Woo, let's not walk away from family. Let's work together. Hey, it'll cost us our lives, but it's worth it because Jesus died for the church. Right. And he said it will prevail if we'll stay with him and with it for his glory. Hey, let's pause it for today and we'll pick it up tomorrow. Love you, brother. Love Hope you too. guys are enjoying this. Take the journey with us. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>